Pursuit of Fire is brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a podcast distribution website that makes it super easy to get your show on all streaming platforms. They have cool features right there in-app, including background music and editing tools. And honestly, I would not be able to get this show out without them, so check them out at www.anchor.fm. Everybody, welcome back to the show, Pursuit of Fire, Episode 4. As always, I am your host, Brandon Robertson. It's been a little while. I went a couple of weeks without putting out an episode. Um, getting schedules lined up to record interviews and have guests on the show has been a little tricky, and having time to even edit the show and even think about what I'm going to do, has, it's been a little complicated. You know, we're uh, back at work full-time, and a lot of stuff's opening back up, so uh, I'm finding time to do this. I'm finding time for this. This is something I'm passionate about, so I'm not going to stop anytime soon. But yeah, we're back this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. And if this is your first time listening to the show, then welcome. And if you're a returning listener, then welcome back, and thank you so much for coming back. And thank you to everybody who has listened to my previous episodes. It means a lot to me. Yeah, I hope you're all doing okay out there. Hope you're having a great week. Um, good news, a lot of churches are going back. Uh, we're going back to church this weekend, so that's super exciting. And there's a lot of churches in town who are either doing the parking lot thing or strictly online, and now they're uh, most of them are going back inside. Most of them are going to at least have one service over the next few weeks, so that's pretty exciting. But yeah, that's about all that's going on here. Just staying busy, and hopefully you're all doing the same, having a good time. Just a reminder, we do have a Facebook page, at Pursuit of Fire. Uh, go give us a like on there. Interact with us if you so desire. And we also have an Instagram account. Give it a follow, at Pursuit of Fire Pod. And if you have any ideas, any suggestions, maybe you want to be on the show or you know someone who might want to be on the show, go ahead and send me a message. I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to ideas. Yeah, I would love to love to hear from you guys. But yeah, like I said, um, it's been a little while. Went a couple of weeks without a new episode. Um, scheduling has been super crazy. But that being said, I have a lot of conversations in the works. I have several guests lined up. Got a few people from other churches here in town, which I am very excited about. I'm excited to expand this thing. You know, I've talked to my cousin in Houston, but other than that, it's been mostly people from here in our little community in our church, which is fine. You know, the, you're my favorite people who I want to talk to. But I'm excited to expand this thing and kind of bring in the whole community, the whole Big C Church here in Hobbs, which is kind of one of the main purposes of this show, in my opinion. But I also have several of our home folk lined up to be on the show. And my guests today are actually home folk. My very first twofer, I've got two people on the show at once today. A returning guest, Mr. Sean Elliott, as well as Tristan Southern, another really good friend of mine who used to live here and now lives in Dallas, Texas. But he came down this weekend to hang out. And we were all together just catching up and... 
I just thought to myself, why don't we set up the mics? Why don't we do an episode? The, this will be a lot of fun. And both of these guys are really insightful and really smart and really just on fire for God. And so they, they bring a lot to this conversation. I think you're going to really enjoy it. It's a little bit of a long one again. We're talking about calling and purpose with Sean Elliott and Tristan Southern. Today, I have got two guests for the first time ever. Welcome back to the show, Sean, and welcome, Tristan. What's up, guys? What is What's up? How y'all doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty square, man. Pretty pretty solid. You enjoying this uh, kind of post-COVID-19 world where we're allowed oh, to man. be some places but not everywhere? Well, we're liking it in Texas. I can yeah, you it. guys are like basically open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. For you. It's crazy. Yeah. What's it like to eat in a restaurant? I don't know, man. Uh, you know, when COVID hit, not a lot changed for me. I'm still a shut-in. <laughs> well, no. Sick. It's, uh, no, dude, I haven't even gotten to go, like, anywhere yet. I haven't even bothered trying to go out. I'm just... Yeah. Well, I bet it's crazy right now, too, because what is it, like, 50% capacity in all restaurants? Yeah, they're they're definitely living. And so everyone's probably still. trying to pile in while they can. It's, it's like... It's ridiculous, know. man. But yeah, it's not even it's not even worth trying. Once it all gets back to normal, maybe I'll try. Yeah, but normal. Yeah, what is what even is normal <laughs> This is your first time on the show, Tristan. So uh, mm-hmm. let's just start with you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first off, man, I'm I'm glad you had me on. It's super cool. Um, I know we talked about this a long time ago. You wanted <laughs> to start a podcast. Um, but uh but Thank yeah you, coronavirus for giving me the time <laughs> yeah really <laughs> had plenty of time to do it since then yeah for sure but uh but no yeah i'm uh for for anybody listening i'm i'm tristan southern i'm you know i'm from southern new mexico originally then moved to eastern new mexico which is where i got saved and met these two jokers and uh you know lived lived most of my best life and just recently moved to uh dallas fort worth area more more south of fort worth and uh, I got some new stuff going on in my life, so before it all took off and got crazy, I was just going to come down and visit, so here we are. I'm actually going to be uh, studying to become a teacher, and uh, it's not going to leave me between that and work and everything else going on. I'm not going to have a lot of time to myself, so I figured while I still had the time and the days off, I'd come and hang out. Gotcha. So. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Heck yeah. Do you have any idea what you're going to teach? Yeah, I kind of want to teach science, dude, but they make it seem like it's going to be a pretty difficult, like, test, like, what, content what, what test. What age level? Uh, seventh grade. Seventh grade. But the content exam that I have to take Those in order to do it. Those are, like, the worst kids to deal with. No, dude, I love seventh graders. <laughs> you know what's best about seventh graders? Is they've been in middle school long enough that they're not as snot, like as snotty as sixth graders, but they're not quite as snobby True. as eighth graders yet. I went to school here, though, so seventh grade was the start of middle school for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Elementary went up to sixth grade. Yeah. They they changed that now, but when I was mm -hmm. in school, it was like that. Yeah. It was for me. It was K through five, and then six through eight for middle school, and then nine through twelve for for high school. But yeah, interesting. It's kind of what I want to teach, but the content exam that I have to take for it covers from seventh grade to twelfth grade, so Mm. I'll actually be able to teach any of those grades. That's just where I want to land. So it's going to be a lot to learn. Or re- relearn. I should have learned all this. 
Yeah, right. I was going to make a school joke about like where I went to school, but I actually went to a pretty decent school. So I'm not going <laughs> to... Can't gonna, blame them. Yeah. It was me not paying attention. Yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. That's uh, So kind of the point of this show is talking about our careers and our ministries and our everyday lives and kind of all those different aspects of our lives and giving God our very best in each of those you know, we say we're pursuing greatness, not perfection, because we're not perfect, but we serve a perfect God. Yeah, absolutely. So I like that. Kind of something that I feel like is a common theme between the two of you guys that I've talked to both of you about at some length, and I think is really interesting to kind of dig into on this show is, you know, the concept of calling, because calling can affect your day job. It can affect your ministry. It, probably should affect both of those but you know some people work to make money to fund their ministry stuff like that Mm. so uh i'll kind of ask both of you guys this question i'll start with sean so in your opinion or maybe in your experience how does one discover their calling well the confusing part about it is establishing what calling is because a lot of people use different terms behind calling some people say What is our major calling? What is our minor calling? What is this? And ultimately, we're all called to know God. We're all called to make God known. Right. Know me and make me known. That was very simple. So calling, in a way, is kind of like the commands of God, what he says. Like, he has called me to this, called me to that. He gives you a vision for something that is like a call. It's basically... One of the best ways I can describe it was when I was in high school, we were all sitting in a classroom. A few of my friends were talking about going on a mission trip, and all of a sudden I just, it was one of the few times in my life that I ever heard the audible voice of God. Like, it wasn't a still small whisper, it was a voice, and he said, you are going. And it just held this authority that, I was like, oh, well, it looks like I'm going, because there was okay. no, yeah. like, thought in my mind to say no to this. Yes, I wanted to go as well. I was thinking, I kind of want to go. And God's like, you are going. But it was just the authority, the weight behind it. It's called me out to go do something. So it's like, there's things that we're all called to do. And there's things that God gives us a vision and calls for us to go do it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. It's not so much, oh, I have this calling for this nation. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, that's great. You had a vision for this nation, but it's like you're called to know God. You're called to make him known wherever that is, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's across the seas in a third world country or to your next door neighbor. Yeah. That's good. I like that. So uh, what about you? Well, (laughs) Tristan, I think it's based a lot off of the – what one finds is the desires of their heart. So in Psalms, it says the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. And I think that the, I think that's taken out of the context a lot. It's a Psalm. So it's not really, it, it's, it's pretty easy to pull out of context, but in reality, yeah. what a lot of people like to think is, you know, Oh, well, if I desire this, you know, the Lord will give that to me because he loves me. And I'm not saying that the Lord doesn't do that, but I think that the Lord likes to give you, give you the actual desires of your heart. So like, like he, he gives you those. So whenever you find a desire in your heart to do something, I feel like that's generally speaking, generally 
a, a kind of a God thing because yeah. like you he know what puts I mean? the desire in your heart exactly, and then gives you that desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think what it comes down to is, is when, when you get a desire in your heart, because it, you know, scripture also tells us about how deceitful the heart can be and you can want for things that aren't of God. You yeah. know what I mean? So, it, so it doesn't always necessarily hold, but I think what it means is that if you find a desire in your heart that falls in the will of God, you know what I mean? That, you know what I mean? That it yeah. works out well in, in the plan that you believe he has for your life that I think that's, I think that's where you find your calling, you know what I mean? And so it, you know, and your calling could be, could be anything. Uh, well, I say it could be anything. We're all called, we're all called. There's, there's things that we're all called for, like in general, like knowing him and making him known, you know what I mean? And and things like that. And then there's things we're called specifically to, because not everybody does that the same way, you know what I mean? Right. So, so I think it's just a matter of, of what he places in your heart and and what you find that you want to do. Yeah. You know? So I kind of wanted to make this a two-part question, talking about the calling and then moving to God's will. So I'll jump to you, Sean, and then go back to Tristan again. But how do you see God's will in your life? Is it something super strict that whether you like it or not, it's going to go that way? Or is it more of a guiding force? Or is it something that you have to submit to? What? How do you see it? Because, you know, God's will can kind of go small or big like you could be talking about like where is god gonna take you in the next five years or what did god tell me to do when i was at the grocery store earlier you know so just kind of elaborate on that i guess well kind of a mix of all three really depending on the situation there's times when god's like the stern father that hey you're gonna do this but i don't want to do it dad you're gonna do it Mm -hmm. it's like "Mm, fine it's like I kind of, like, have that kind of attitude with God. I'm, like, childish, don't want to do what he wants me to do, but he knows it's what's best for me. Like, it's mm-hmm. like telling a kid to eat his vegetables. I don't want to. Yeah. You're going to eat your vegetables because it's good for you. Yeah. Like, he's a good father, and at times he's like, hey, mm-hmm. come here. Let's work on this together so I can teach you how to do this. Kind of like a dad that's like, here, let us let me teach you how to make a wooden fence or, like, drive a t-post down or whatever and whatnot like teaching you how to like kind of work or live life or like how to take care of your car change a tire stuff like that so it's like different situations and there's times where like god's like there's a direction start walking Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of leaves it open-ended for you like you're i'm like okay you told me the direction but like how do i get there father he's like just trust me you got your path right there for you well that's the thing is he's never gonna not know where you're going it's not that it's that sometimes he doesn't tell you where you're going because it's an act of faith to just Mm -hmm. obey that next step exactly and then i mean we all stumble we all walk off the path we all kind of mess up but what dad what good dad anyways just faults his kid the kid's running he trips he falls scrapes his scrapes his knee starts crying what dad just goes you stupid idiot child you're worthless throwing you away (laughs) I mean, there, there's dads out there that do that. That's why. I, that's dad. why I changed. That's why <laughs> I changed it. To yeah, really. Good father. Yeah, yeah. No, good. Good father. I like. Yeah, I like yeah. how you prefaced good father because. Yeah. Because it is. If I can, if, if I can jump in, I don't know if you. Yeah, know, go ahead. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it. That's why. That's why to me, I I find it more as the as the guiding force versus something that is that is necessarily forced upon you. I get what you're saying because, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of that. Uh, a lot of the times when it comes down to him being a stern father is, is how you feel the discipline or how you, how you play into the discipline of, of Christianity, because a lot of your discipline, if you have any to, to be had 
is usually gained through your worldly experiences, namely how you were raised. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you're, if yeah. your earthly dad or even your earthly mother was, you know what I mean? Made sure you were eating your vegetable, you know, things yeah. like that. And so when you find out what's good for you, it's just a matter of whether or not you, you take it, you know what yeah. I mean? Or whether or not you have the wisdom to take it. And so I think, uh, as far as the will of God's concerned, I do think it's, I think it's mostly a, a guiding force that so long as you are, are willing and disciplined enough. Cause it's funny if you think yeah. about it, it's, it's truly this, like a story of adoption. You know what I mean? Cause you come into this world, you know what I mean? No matter what your fam- you know, familial circumstances, you come into this world, you find out what Christ did for you. You've realized that, you know, mm-hmm. you have a heavenly father and that you, you owe it all to him. Mm-hmm. And so what, what is there, you know, sky's the limit of what you ought to do for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of what, but there's also, there's also the aspect of, you know, God's a, God's a gentleman and he's not going to, he's not going to sit there and force anything down your throat that he doesn't yeah. want you to do because yeah. it's not love, but he's going to put the best path in front of you. It's just a matter of whether or not you're yeah. going to take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like me, I'm a pretty stubborn person. So like, mm-hmm. that's just like my relationship oh, with no, God is <laughs> word. <laughs> that's like my relationship. God's like, sometimes has to be a little firmer with me. He's like, no, you're going to do this. Yeah. Like, if you don't, you can, you cannot do this, but it's not going to end well. So yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, so he's like a little more firm with me in his mm-hmm. talking. He's not going to force me to do it, but he's like, right. you need to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, that's okay, father. Definitely had those talks. Definitely had those talks. That's very true. Cause I feel like it is, it does kind of depend a little bit on your personality, mm-hmm. like how he handles you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm the same way. I'm pretty stubborn. Sometimes he's got to be like, no, do this. Dang it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Geez, you didn't have to yell at me. It's like this is only the fifth time I've told you. <laughs> it's like, exactly. oh gosh. But you know, like, so it, because it, for me, I I have struggled a lot with like, well, it's just this this force that I don't have a choice. It's going to go that way whether I like it or not, which yeah. isn't exactly yeah. the case because I can make choices every day that take me in the wrong direction. Right. But the idea that maybe he is a little more forceful with me when I'm being stubborn or not yeah. listening. But then, like you said, there's other times that he's very gentlemanly like hey mm-hmm. you know here's here's where we should go bud yeah I'm like well that's uh, yeah and as far as my uh, yeah i could because i should say like as far as my relationship with god goes i'm very just like go with the flow like you yeah. know what i mean like whatever whatever you want to do man like you know yeah. and so like it, it becomes really easy for me so i but i'm this also how people end up in dallas yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah really but but i but i get that too i get where y'all are coming from because i can be pretty yeah. stubborn sometimes yeah. i just and then there's the times where god's like you don't want to do that it's like Nah, got yeah. it. Nah, dude. I got this. He's like, okay. Yeah. So I then, didn't have it, Daddy. I didn't have it. <laughs> Save me. Save me. Relating that back to calling, though, mm-hmm. is calling, you think, in that same vein where it's kind of like, hey, here's what I want you to do with your life. Take it or leave it. And then, you know, sometimes we go the complete opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea what our calling is anymore because we weren't listening. Right. And sometimes you think maybe he's got to be forceful with us on that too. Yeah. Like, no, this, this is the desire that I put in your heart. This is the talent that I've given you freaking yeah. use it and stop being an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, you know, I mean, he, he's never going to call you an idiot, but you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. This yeah is but how you I think to yourself. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> really. I think it depends person to person again, like Jonah, he was called to go, to somewhere specific to speak to those specific people. Mm-hmm. He knew they were going to get saved. Yeah. He didn't like those people. He didn't want them to be saved. So he went the opposite direction 
And God's like, no, you will do this. And he put roadblocks yeah. in every single part of his path. Mm-hmm. So there's times when somebody runs away and God's just like, no, that's not that's not right. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. There's someone over here that needs to hear you. So he throws roadblock after roadblock after roadblock till eventually you're like, fine, I yeah. will do it. But he doesn't want to have to do that. He wants someone like David who was a man after God's own heart. He was... Mm-hmm. Sit there like, Lord, what do you want me to do? I worship you. I know that's, you. Yeah. And I trust you. I will go fight this giant because I know well, that's, you want me to. That's the eternal struggle is, is the, the, the battling of wills. Because if you yeah. if, if what you want is to fulfill your own will, I mean, shoot, dude. I If I wanted to fulfill my worldly will, I, you know, I'd become rich by any means necessary. You, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and it wouldn't matter. But when you're, when your heart is of the father and your heart is on him, you know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, you, you just want what he wants for the world. It becomes a lot easier. And that's mm-hmm. where, yeah. that's where my stubbornness kind of hits a wall. Because you, if you know me well enough, I'm generally a pretty stubborn person yeah. about things. But when it comes to God, I'm just like, man, I'm not going to bother because I won't win this battle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and, it, and there's, but that's the funny thing. There's no battle to even be had because again, he's not going to force you to do anything, yeah. but he's, and yet he's we still not trying to argue. Yeah. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. but he dang sure isn't going to make it easy for you to get away from. No. Him. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to, he's not just going to let you, you know, run rampant, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and carry his, the, the whole issue of running rampant once you've, once you've put the, put the moniker of Christian or once you've put him on your heart or once you've put him in your soul yeah. is that when you go running rampant, you're running his name through the mud too. Yeah. You, you know yeah. what I mean? And there's only a certain lo- amount of that. I feel like that you can do without yeah. him being like, stop. But as far as like the, as far as like the calling, uh, versus, versus kind of, uh, let's see, what is it? What do they call it? Kind of determinist view. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where everything is just kind of forced upon There's no getting out of it. I, I think what it comes down to is, is you have to, you have to separate out what you, what you know as your purpose and your calling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's where, I think that's, I think once you can make that distinction, that's where you'll find the, the harmony mm-hmm. in it is because yeah. your purpose, obviously, you know what I mean? Is to be here and to know him and to love him and love people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be the church. That's our purpose. That's what we're here to, that's what we're put on this earth to do. But that's a very broad, general thing. That's something we should all do. But meanwhile, we're, you know what I mean? We have jobs. We have things to do and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And so it's all about finding what the best wheelhouse for you to be in while you do that. Right. And I think that's yeah. your calling. You know that, what I mean? I like that. that. I like that intersection a lot, which mm-hmm. is why I kind of wanted yeah. to focus on this a bit. Because like I said earlier, people do have careers. Yeah. But that's not necessarily yeah. the ministry. Like, right. you know, especially as, you know, musicians, small time mm-hmm. worship people Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like at our church like we're not selling records like elevation so it's like we got to make our money somehow to fund this thing like you know i can't buy the podcast gear i can't buy drum gear unless i have a day job Mm -hmm. yeah and i just happen to be one of the few fortunate people i think whose day job just lines up with what i'm really the most interested in and passionate Mm -hmm. about right but you know there's a lot of people who have to you know sit behind a desk all day just so on Sundays they can yeah. play their instrument or right. just on Sundays they can, yeah. you know, serve at their church. Yeah. So it's, I, I really find that interesting, that mm-hmm. dichotomy, because it's like, given my will, I wouldn't be here, you know, right. and, uh, to be completely honest, even in my job, like I would be a lot higher up in the same world mm-hmm. if I had my way. Right. But, yeah. you know, it's like, if this is where God has you and he's providing what you need, right? then you know, focus on that, focus on that aspect yeah. of it, that this is helping 
your actual calling, your actual ministry. Like, mm-hmm. plus it, it kind of goes back to the whole day to day life thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, part of your calling, like we're all, you know, purpose to love and to serve God, like, mm-hmm. like you were saying. So, you know, whether you work at Walmart or you're a full-time pastor, like you still yeah. got the same purpose. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah. I, I think I, I'm trying, I'm trying to put this as practically as I can for yeah. people who might be listening, who are like, well, yeah, but I, you know, what about this? What about that? So, yeah. Cause like, I kind of like what Tristan said with purpose and calling. I had always heard our calling is to love God, love people. Like what Tristan put as purpose, yeah. they put as calling and what Tristan put as calling, they put as vision. So it's like really confusing on the top, on this subject in general is because we as an entire whole don't have set definitions for it. It's like mm-hmm. we got so many words for the same thing. It's like, wait, what's calling? Like, is it yeah. like our purpose or whatnot? But like, I kind of like what Tristan put yeah. as purpose and calling like vision can be kind of different than I feel like, times, I feel like I mean? vision would, I mean, for, <laughs> this is going to sound silly. Obviously it's, you know, how you would see something, but it, I feel like <laughs> that's how, you know, looking into the future where you can see yourself, it's kind of like a, interview question you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. where do you see yourself in 10 years you know what I mean well my vision is mm-hmm. I'm gonna go you know for you for per se you know you're you would know what your purpose is and your calling is to is to ministry mm-hmm. and then your vision is the nations yeah. you know what I'm saying and so that's why I that's why I like how um when you think like if you think about just think about the disciples and the the ministries that they led after Christ mm-hmm. you know what I mean after after Christ had you know, rose and, and ascended and then decided to dwell in our hearts. It's like, it, you know, they went on to do ministries, but your calling, your purpose may be ministry and your calling even maybe ministry where my calling might be teaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? But my vision, my vision would be different from theirs in that, in that they went specifically to do that thing. Yeah. And their, provi- my provision will have to come through a profession like teaching, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? So that I can find my ministry where theirs came directly from Jesus was there. He was like, you need food. Okay. I got you. You yeah. know what I mean? You need, you need money. Cool. My dad walks on, you know what I mean? My the streets are gold up there and I got yeah. access to all yeah. of it. Like, you know, go, go, who, who says, you know, <laughs> go fish, you know, and pull the, pull a coin out of his mouth. He's going to have coin in his mouth and pay the tax. <laughs> right. Like that's like such a baller move. Right? <laughs> that's, that's so know, cool. That's right. But, but they, but you know what I mean? Their provision was right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So these, this day and age, you have to seek out your provision to fulfill your calling or to fulfill your, and yeah. it's not really just everyone has to like, cause I love an ax whenever mm-hmm. they're like starting to get organized. They're like, Hey, our widows aren't being fed. Right. Well, mm-hmm. and the apostles were all just like, what are you doing? Yeah. We cannot do everything. Right. We must pray. We must lead. But we cannot lead and at the same time serve everybody. Right. Like, leader servants, great. But there has to be someone in set roles. Mm-hmm. They're like, appoint from each of you a well-knowledged good heart like basically the first deacons the first leaders of the church kind of like how a lot of churches have a lot of staff members the first staff members of the church Mm -hmm. were then chosen Stephen was Stephen was one of them right I believe so yeah he was like the first one to be a martyr yeah yeah Yeah. I know he was the first martyr he was one of the he was one of the first servants and first martyrs and Mm -hmm. like he would serve like his goal was to distribute the food to the needy dude he could probably carry so many chairs 
<laughs> in, a, in a modern church sir. <laughs> but no, you get what I mean. Like, he was a servant no, yeah. during the day. Yeah, for sure. And he would get his meals from like servant as well. Like, yeah. like that was his job. He wasn't out there working. He right. was the one that took what they worked for and distributed mm-hmm. and then he would preach. Exactly. And that preaching ultimately got him killed, but mm-hmm. that's a whole different story. So there's different parts in the church. Some people were working oh, yeah. there's... bringing food in the apostle says, okay, here's the food. You take it, distribute yeah. it. It was, in a way, sadly, like communism in a way, but it was <laughs> under God. Because <laughs> sadly? No. Uh, yeah, like communism is a perverse version of what God wants kind of thing. Like. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. What, that's what a lot of people say. So part of your calling, obviously, is there is a point that you're trying to get to, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, a concept that I've kind of been thinking about a lot lately actually is, you know, we all have vision. Like you were saying, we Mm -hmm. all have places we want to go, things we want to see happen in our lives and things that we believe God has put in our heart to see come to fruition. Mm -hmm. But no destination is worth it without the journey, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of the steps you take to get to that calling or that purpose is really a part of the calling and a part of the purpose because mm-hmm. you know you're you're growing right you're learning and you're being equipped and prepared for the next phase mm-hmm. so what would each of you and i'll let whoever wants to answer it first but i want you both to kind of give your own take on it but what value do you put on trying to be productive each day you know like each day being a step towards that that goal because you're not always going to have a productive day and I mean, we can't just beat ourselves up when we don't, but I mean, what's the, what, what is the importance do you think of each, each day being productive in some capacity? Yeah. So I like what C.S. Lewis had on that. Um, we had this conversation before on the car, uh, mm. from the screw tape letters. The, if y'all don't know what the screw tape letters is, it's a book written satirically it's good. by C.S. Lewis from the point of view of a demon giving advice to another demon on tempting their human. And when it came to him being a Christian, he says the best thing you can do is have the person fully focused on the future because if they're focused on the past, yeah, it's great. Get them distracted, but ultimately they'll, it'll point them back to Christ. If they focus on the future though, it is, how did he, what's the word I want to say? Um, ephemeral like easily changes like there's yeah. Set yes in stone. yeah yeah because like the past is set in stone so like they will see what god's done in the past and they will be pointing back towards the present yeah but it, like in the future like oh this could be this way what about this way like if you get so caught up in the future you can find that you're not doing anything in the present and then the demon says whatever you do do not let them focus on the present because the present is where time meets eternity yeah I, that's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite quotes ever yeah by the way yeah. i'm really glad you brought that up <laughs> the, yeah. so i looked up the actual like the exact quote for the present is the point at which time touches eternity like if i were to get another tattoo it'd probably be that Just, like, <laughs> like that's that's good stuff yeah, yeah. Good. so it's like we can mess up and yeah that mess up is set in stone mm. but when you look back towards it, it's like yeah i messed up but god still died for me safe i'm saved mm-hmm. go forward What's the dangerous part is whenever you're just so focused in the vision of the future, it you don't do anything. Because I find that that's part of the reason why God doesn't give me 
the here's the entire entirety of your path. I won't be looking where I'm stepping. I'll be looking three steps ahead. Right. So it's like God's Agreed. like, okay, here's the vision. Here's the top of the mountain you want to go. Mm-hmm. Here's your next step. Here's your next step. Like He wants to set it out. He wants to be with us, meeting eternity in mm-hmm. the present. Yeah. Not, oh, but Lord, I could do this little segue. Like there's an easier path, and I can just go straight this way. I don't have yeah. to go over that big rock around to that trail. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, there's a reason you're going to this big rock, but. You don't need to focus on that. You're like, while you're focusing on that, you slip and fall Mm -hmm. because there's loose gravel underneath you as you're climbing the mountain. Mm Because when you're climbing, when you're climbing mountains and you're off the beaten trail, which at times God takes you, There's gravel and stuff, and if you slip on that, you will slide yeah. forever. Well, that's like that's like that's just depending on the wisdom of God. It's like if you if you spend all day trying to find ways around the obstacles that you find yourself facing in the you know what I mean in the in the vision that God has for you. It's the vision God has for you, dude. Like if there's obstacles there, they're to, they're to be overcome as they come to you, not to be not to be you know what I mean. Uh, how should I say swerved avoided. if you, you know, or avoided, you yeah. know what I mean? Because chances are in that avoiding, you're going to, you're going to yeah. find more obstacles or worse obstacles, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? In that. So, well, and you're not going to learn the lesson know. that yeah. is meant to yeah. be learned. Exactly. Whatever, whatever, or whoever was meant to be impacted there won't be impacted because yeah. you thought your way was better. And it's like, yeah. that's kind of like, that's I a was... humility lesson. Yeah. If I ever learned one, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I was kind of talking to this guy one time in a Bible study and he's like, I don't want to face the obstacles that are coming. Like mm-hmm. it hurts at times. And I'm like, dude, that is, it's going to hurt no matter what. That's like, the, that's the heart of the garden of Gethsemane, yeah. dude. Like he didn't want to go to the cross, man. Yeah. Like everything in him didn't want to go. Aww. But if he didn't like, where would we even be? We wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, just, yeah, don't don't for one second think that you have any better idea than God. Yeah. God's promises are good, but that doesn't mean they're easy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Lo- that's a good quote right that there. That's a good quote. So yeah, like I know we kind of went off about future past and stuff, but I think that's the thing is that mm. that's you don't good. dwell. That, that applies really yeah, well. no, you don't dwell on the fact of whether or not you were productive today. Like right. in my own life, like. I'm a fundraising missionary. I got nothing done as far as that's concerned, really, in the last few weeks because my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. But as a servant of God, I was productive in I was serving my family. I was making sure my family was good. I was talking to this family member. I was dealing with my own grief so that I can better be connected with God because I was like, I was sad with it because mm-hmm. I've lost two grandmothers in two months and it hit me hard. So I wasn't being very productive in the eyes of other people. But, I mean, I was having a hard time even praying because of all the stuff that was, like, blocking my connection with God. So I was, like, having to worship extra hard, having to pray extra hard, having to seek him till I could work through my grief so that I could be with him. So while it may not seem productive to the world by worldly standards, I didn't get a whole bunch of new uh, partners or anything like that. I myself grew. I worshipped through my pain and grew as a person. So there are days that we can sit around and do nothing. But looking back on the past and saying, I did nothing. And God, I could have been so productive for God. Recognizing that. Coming humbly before God said, Lord, I messed up. Let me here now meet you and let you grow me as a person. And you just 
that time was no longer non-productive because yeah. it was productive in the way that it made you realize that you were being lazy in the sloth. Yeah, you're you're realizing today that you're you're better than that version of you or yeah. the, the you of yesterday that was doing nothing. And you know, it's funny not to not to go too old school. I was just double checking the quote because I was like, I don't want to <laughs> mess this up and sound like a, a fuddy dud, but. Um, you know, I heard all my life, especially for how lazy I can be. My dad, my dad's <laughs> never had any problem telling me, you know, idle, idle hands are the devil's workshop. And basically that's just a, that's just a, a testament to when you're not being productive, you're being, yeah. you know, worthless, which is exactly where the devil wants you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where the enemy wants you. So when it comes to being productive, there's definitely value in that, not giving the, yeah. the, the enemy any kind of playtime in your life mm-hmm. but that being said if you if you stumble across an unproductive day or a slew of days as we all do you know what i mean it's better it's better in the now to look back and go man i'm glad i'm not there yeah you, yeah. you know what i mean or i'm glad i don't stay there anyway because that's just giving all the glory to the enemy yeah. or who's who's sitting there going yeah that's exactly where I want you. Exactly. It's doing yeah. nothing. You're, you know what I mean? You're, like, you're trapped in your own shame. So you're busy looking at the exactly. past going, oh, man, I'm yeah. such a failure. I'm such this. And God's like, no, you're not. Yes, yeah. you tripped. You stumbled. Get up. Go, my yeah. son. Yeah. You are going. Or which, go, my daughter. Like, Which is the value in a productive day. You have yeah. a productive day, and then you get to the end of the day, and you're like, dang, that was a good day. Yeah. Like, I'm wore out, and I'm tired, and I hate that. But I'm like, dude that was just i got so much done like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah that's that's awesome and that could be granted that could be with anything but even as far as as far as your walk with god goes and making sure that you're you're being productive you know what i mean toward furthering the kingdom it's like yeah i'm just not gonna give the enemy any more room than i already have because yeah. that's that's our shortcoming you know what i mean that's where we all fall short of the glory is where yeah. we give him license to yeah. work his will and it's yeah. like and just because you don't have to be productive mm-hmm. like a day like, oh, yeah, I prayed with this many people. I did this much work here. I spoke at this place and I spoke <laughs> at this place and I spoke at this place. I went to this Bible study. It's like I said, Jesus loves you. 50 there times is today. a <laughs> productivity to rest. Yeah. Like, yes, we're running a marathon. Well, and everybody's productivity but looks like, super different. You yeah. know, what I mean? it's kind of like productivity is, is akin to like progress. You know what I mean? Like. I'll never forget Ty Bean telling me or telling telling the whole congregation. It was something to the effect of, of this guy told him one time, you know, I only drank two beers today because he was a suffering alcohol. You know what I mean? He was an alcoholic. And it's like, I'm not going to knock your progress, dude, because that's better than killing a a 30 pack. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, you know, awesome. All, all glory to God. You know what I mean? Tomorrow let's try to make it one or none. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so it's just about encouraging in that moment as far as proactivity. Well, and I think, I think a big part of it for me anyway, Mm -hmm. is it all comes down to your obedience. Yeah. So, you know, everybody needs days of rest, right? Yeah. And if you're, listening to God, eventually he's going to tell you to rest. Like he's yeah. not just going to keep you yeah. going and going and going until mm-hmm. you pass out. He's, yeah. he's going to give you a Sabbath at some point. Yeah. yeah. And Once a week. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a problem with when I do take those Sabbaths, I'm like, I can't sit. I, I don't do well sitting still. Mm-hmm. So I feel unproductive even when I'm resting. And so I'm like, I could be doing this. I could be editing mm-hmm. a show. I could be, you know, I could be learning a song. I could be doing literally anything besides yeah. watching TV. So I, I have this issue where like I turn on the TV and I never end up watching anything because I'm sitting there fighting in my own mind. Yeah. Like if I start this movie, that's two and a half hours of my day just well, gone. And so I like I struggle with that. But 
at the same time, you have to find the value in rest and yeah. recognize the difference between rest and laziness. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're being obedient, listening to Holy Spirit, then your productive days are going to be whatever he tells you to do that day. Sure, and yeah. your restful days are going to be when he says, okay, let's pause. Just sit. Just be with me. Let's just relax. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I, there was a, there's a, an Instagram page that I follow called Word, Wordsmith. Yeah. And it's like this artist, he paints quotes all over cities everywhere. And they're really cool. And one of them, probably going to butcher it, but I think it, it says, um, it says, do something every day to remind this city why the expletive you're here and don't be so hard on yourself come nightfall, which to me, like that sticks with me. Like yeah. every day your goal should be to do something to remind people why you're here, to remind people yeah. what your purpose is and what your yeah. goal is and what your calling is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, if you didn't quite reach it, there's new mercy in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. So to, to me, it's just all about being obedient, not only literally listening for each step of the way, but, yeah. you know, referring back to God's word and like, yeah. well, what does it say about this? What does it say about, yeah. you know, when I do fail? What does it say right. about God's yeah. character when I do kind of okay, but not so good? Or when I just screw up completely, you know, it's... That's mm-hmm. kind of perfect to segue into what I was thinking, like... In Hebrews, the word says that we are to run our race. Like it talks about like how our life is like a marathon mm-hmm. and we're running to the finish line that is heaven or passing away. Like Is that Hebrews? I thought that was Corinthians. That was Hebrews. Or am I tripping? Okay, I'm yeah. tripping. Running your race is in Hebrews. Gotcha. It's like I think chapter 12. I might be wrong on the yeah. chapter. But um, anyways, but before that... Mm-hmm. It talks about your rest being in God, mm-hmm. that we know God, we align our character with God, yeah, and then we can rest in Him, because it ta- it was talking about how if you're out of whack with God, like we have all had those days where like we are being lazy, we're being sinful, and we're just not meshing with God, like right. we cannot mesh because there's sin mm-hmm. that we have yet to repent of and all that stuff, and it's like. You cannot know true rest. You can watch all the movies you want. You can watch all the TV you want. You can mm-hmm. listen to all the podcasts, all this, all the music. You can sleep all day. But if you're not meshed with God, you're not knowing true rest. Yeah. Right. True rest, even if you're in the middle of sprinting of a race, mm-hmm. is being with God. Because in God, that's where we find our rest. So like for me, like if I'm ever truly, truly exhausted and need a day off, I try to avoid going to TV and stuff and making him my rest. I pray. I listen mm. to worship music. Yeah. I read my Bible. I let him minister to me. Right. And that's kind of like a day of rest. It's not me going to a Bible study. It's me letting God speak to me. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's Absolutely. really good. Yeah. It's like spending alone time with God. Like yeah. I like trying to like have a part of your day to where like you spend mm-hmm. alone time with God. Like if it's before you go to sleep, if it's you, Wake up in the morning, like whatever time is good for you. We have five, 10, 15 minutes that we can just take and be with God. Yeah. In prayer, reading your Bible, listening to worship well, music. Yeah, because being in a silent room. There's so much more. <laughs> like, we, yeah, because there's so much more rest to be had than just a physical rest. You know what I yeah. mean? There's, it's not just, you know, laying there, but, you know, your mind, you want to rest your mind. You want to yeah. rest your soul, your yeah. spirit. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, there's only a few. I shouldn't say there's only a few ways to do that. There's plenty of ways to, it's, it's really just about finding your own way to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, making sure that you do get it, but then that you don't again, try to live there because yeah. that's not resting. That's, you know, 
apathy. (laughs) So, segueing from that, what about the days when there is no work, when there the days when you are just straight up being lazy? You're not resting. You're just Hmm. I don't want to listen, God. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch TV all day. Like, how how do you guys individually? How do you personally? handle those days because we we all go there we all yeah. have days where we wake up and we're like you know how about i just stay in my underwear all day and eat pizza and play video yeah. games when yeah. you know for yeah. a fact like you can feel that tugging god's like well crack open the bible do something and yeah. it's like yeah but you know marvel movies <laughs> right you know so yeah. uh well yeah go, let's go ahead. let's just say so there was a time and this it may still be the case i love video games dude I'm, yeah, not, I'm not like, knocking video games. No, no, no. That's just my kind of go-to because right. it's very time-consuming. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> and it's and it's honestly my my Achilles heel, at least as far as this this uh, you know subject is is concerned. But like, so I, I mean, okay, so I, I love love video games. So <laughs> that being said, whenever I first really really got into him, bro, it was bad. It was super unhealthy, total addiction. Like, it, and it was it's funny because now that I look back, like in retrospect, it was one of those days where. It was one of those things where my my calling and it kind of butted heads because mm. uh, I came to a point where I was like, you know what? I can kill two birds with one stone here because I was raising money for my first missions trip. And to take it, I, you know, or in order to raise money, I, one of my solutions was I'm going to sell my video games because I know that these are unhealthy for me right now because what I was doing was shutting in. You know what yeah. I mean? If I wasn't, if I wasn't at church you know what I mean? Or at school, I was at home doing zero, zero things productive, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and playing video games and it got so bad. I can go in depth and, and really just weird y'all out with how like awful it got with, with that addiction. And so it was a big deal for me to kind of overcome that. Now that's all that being said, yeah. I've since purchased way more video games than <laughs> I ever did have, but you know, there's, there's those in between days where even though I play a lot of video games, I'll, I'll have those days where I'm like, Man, all right, let's go, let's go do something. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's in the, and it's like I was saying earlier, it's in those days where I'm, I'm being productive or doing something, you know, whether I do crack my Bible open or whether I go outside and do some yard work, even, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like, man, I'm just so glad I'm not that anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I know that me, because let's see, let me see if I can narrow down. That had to have been at least about 10 years ago. You know what I mean? I know me 10 years from now, whether it's because I play video games for maybe an hour a week or don't play them at all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look back and go, I'm glad I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? I'm glad, I'm glad I, you know, evolved from that. You know what I mean? And you are better because you have described to me in excruciating detail (laughs) how bad you were. And it was, it's not good. substantial <laughs> yeah just for the sake of any listeners i'm just gonna spare you all the details but it, yes. was, it was bad and it, it was funny because it became part of my testimony in africa like yeah. after i had raised that money i remember going over there and telling people you know i overcame this because mm-hmm. or i didn't overcame it you know god and i we you know i helped overcome yeah. this and so yeah it was just it was a really really big deal for me so yeah. as far as using video games for an example you know there you go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, yeah, yeah. So, like, the biggest advice I could do for someone that's failed in a day, because we all do that, mm. is, as I said earlier, don't dwell on it, because that is something yeah. that I dealt with. Yep. It's mm-hmm. entrapped by shame is one of the best way to put it. It's like we dog on ourselves kind of thing mm-hmm. to be more like 
my generation's terms, which kids listening to this are probably like, what do you mean dog on your shelf? What does that mean? <laughs> That's so no 2007, idea. bro. I know. <laughs> I don't know what people would say now. It's like, so not lit or whatever. Or, <laughs> throw shade at yourself. Yeah, don't throw shade on yourself. Shade on yourself. Man. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Did so I actually like, get that right? Oh my gosh. Talk, don't talk mess. You know? At yeah. least four years ago. <laughs> Bet. At least, yeah. You're at least within four years with shade. <laughs> yes. We Editing. throw essentially shade or we blame ourselves mm-hmm. and we get caught in to our shame mm-hmm. and we think we're not worthy. Yeah. And the fact is neither of us are worth, none of us are worthy by our own rights. Yeah. We're made worthy by Christ. And we have to remember that, that no, I am worthy because Christ has made me worthy. Yeah. Christ yeah. is my worthiness mm-hmm. and it's on him that I stand. Yeah. So when we have that day, it's to move forward to it's in the past It's set. I cannot change the past, mm. but what I can do is take my mind off the past and put it on the present and how I can grow with God in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that that's good. Um, and you, you had kind of talked about it earlier too. And it made me think, you know, when you are focusing on your failures and you're focusing on how you were unproductive, well, in that moment, focusing on your lack of productivity, you're not being productive. So it's like a circle. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, cool. yeah. And it's, it's kind of in the same light. Like, you know, you focus on the good things God has done. And in terms, or in turn, is what I meant to say, mm-hmm. it Pushes, cycles you back yeah. to, well, God's good, so I'm moving forward. Yeah. And you focus mm-hmm. on the things you did right, and it motivates you to keep pushing forward in that. Yeah. So it's yeah. like what, uh, I like the concept of your focus is what I'm getting at. Because, you know, what you look at is what you're going to become. Yeah. You know, what you're thinking about and speaking is going to be what ends up being your reality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I wanted to throw that little tidbit in there because I like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're being unproductive by thinking about how, how unproductive yeah. you are. So, like, so just leave it in the past, dude. That and is move forward. that is literally. So I had a professor and he talked about um, hell being a perpetuating cycle mm-hmm. because if you think about if you think about the glory of God and the power of God and, and his and all all the things that he's able to do, it's like mm-hmm. man, how how could he possibly not pull a soul out of hell? And it's like, well, that's, that's when it comes down to the heart being truly repentant. And you know, you can, you can go into all mm-hmm. that as, as much as you want. But if you think about, if you can think about a person being in hell, it's like, you know, I'm here because of him. And so I hate him. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you can't, you can't work your way out of that because it's not first of all it's not even the truth yeah but yeah. the more that you think about that the more you dwell on that thought the more you're going to just keep digging your hole yeah. the longer you're going to spend in a yeah. hell you so know you what i mean keep going and Ex- going and yeah. going exactly yeah. so, and so because yeah. once you realize you know oh i'm not here cuz of him i'm here cuz of me mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean it's like when you can pull your so there's people that would say dude that it's like it's it's a hell like it's yeah. a hell on earth whenever you you do that when you yeah. lose yourself in your worthlessness it's, it's like it's i'm not worthless like yeah. you need to get that out of your head okay i think that's about all i got for you guys today um kind of in closing i guess just each of you guys leave us with a little a little nugget of wisdom on how you keep your fire going let's start with tristan this time hmm I don't know. I I I, I guess if I was to s- like sum it up with like a in advice form, <laughs> it's like uh, I would just say know your purpose, seek your vision, and no, I, you're gonna have to like scratch that. <laughs> I would say know your. I would say I would have to say um, 
know your purpose, seek your calling and pray for your vision. Uh, because you know, knowing your purpose is going to, is going to be what drives you and then seeking your calling, you know what I mean? It's something you always have to do because I feel like your calling can change, um, based on you. It's always going to be the same to God. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he knows where he's going to put you and he knows what he's going to call you to, but you, you, you may not be ready or, or prepared to hear what, <laughs> you know, he wants you to do. Mm. And then, uh, I'm pray for your vision. You know what I mean? That, uh, that hopefully what you have in mind for your future is in alignment with, god's will so Mm -hmm. yeah just again just know your purpose seek your calling and pray for your vision nice sean um hmm. you took the uh, you took the more (laughs) clear-cut one but i've done that to you a few times so but took all the good stuff (laughs) i would say don't dwell on the past nor lose yourself in the future because as we had said earlier time meets eternity in the presence in the present and to focus on day to day how can i grow like okay day i know my my purpose is to know god how do i can i know god today the next day like lord you're calling me to this how can i work towards that today and not so much it's good to know you're calling it's good to be praying for your vision never get lost in it because if you're like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm called to Africa, to Zambia. Like, I did this myself for a, a little bit. I knew my calling. I had a vision for the nations. I knew I was called to the nations. But I was so wrapped up in that calling, I wasn't focused on the here and now. And I suffered because of it, because I was so lost in the future. So seek your calling. Pray for your vision. Always be focused on what the Lord has for me here and now and how can I spread the fire of God to others dang Gina nice that's a good one (laughs) he took all the good stuff (laughs) Tristan you're okay I thought you did pretty good and Sean just kind of like just stole that from you I know I totally stole that from you I I was like oh man Perfect. Thank you. Nice. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. have it my conversation with sean elliott and tristan southern about calling purpose and vision man i am so grateful to have those two as friends and i'm so honored that we were able to have this conversation they're both just so wise and so mature in their faith and they've both impacted me in their own way through their walk and through their faith and it's just it's great to get to talk to them about this stuff and hopefully you got a lot out of it too there were a lot of cool little nuggets and one-liners in there hopefully you were taking notes writing all that down If you know me, you know I love one-liners, and there were a lot of them in this episode, and I'm really, really excited about it. So thank you, Sean and Tristan, for being on the show, and thank you guys for tuning in this week. Once again, give us a like on Facebook at Pursuit of Fire and a follow on Instagram at Pursuit of Fire Pod. Also, uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, if you wouldn't mind, rate the show and write a little review if you feel like it. I would really appreciate that. That would help out a lot. And be sure to share the show on social media and everywhere else as well. Let's uh, let's spread this thing like wildfire. I've seen quite a few listeners come through 
in the last few weeks and I'm really excited about it, but we can definitely go bigger. So let's make it happen. I would really appreciate it. And stay tuned for next week. I cannot stress to you how excited I am about the guest I'm going to have next week. It's going to be really good. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will catch you next time.